0: okay now that's good Good afternoon and welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, and we are super excited to have you all with us once again this afternoon. The Lotus Flower Podcast's aim is to educate empower and equip our listening audience while sharing culturally relevant spiritually uplifting educational topics you know our diverse audience is made up of a variety of people From our analytics, we've seen that most of the people that are listening to our podcasts are millennials. However, our focus is on African Americans, people of color, moderate income populations, disenfranchised populations, those that are with mental health challenges, and those that are just wanting to be able to be heard and have their stories told. All are welcome to take part in the Lotus Flower Podcast. We are now streaming on YouTube as well as our virtual and audio platforms. Today, we have a very special guest with us. She is what I call a woman of strength. And before I bring my friend on, I'd like to read with you a little bit about what a woman of strength is. A woman of strength. There is a vast difference between a strong woman and a woman of strength. A woman of strength places her confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ and not in her own strength. The woman of strength realizes that she can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens her. A woman of strength is true to herself. She is aware of her weaknesses, yet she chooses to live beyond her limitations. She does not dine at the table of defeat. She does not eat the bread of idleness, but her delight is in the Lord. And she meditates therein. A woman of strength seeks the Lord as her ultimate guide and her ultimate comfort and her ultimate companion. A woman of God knows that the Lord is a lamp unto her feet and a light unto her path. A woman of God looks at opposition in the face and says, I will take you on because I know that with God, all things are possible. A woman of strength learns from her mistakes and she takes those mistakes and she shares those mistakes with others so that they may learn from her. A woman of strength commands respect and commands authority. Why? Because she's walking in the grace of God, a woman of strength. Today, our very special guest is a woman of strength. She is a very good friend of myself and my husband. We've known her for many, many years. We've actually gone through ministry with her. We've served in various capacities with her. We just love her and her daughter and her son that we have a Facebook relationship with. We are just so grateful to have them in our lives none other than Miss Dorla Coleman Bonner. Dorla was blessed to be born in a family with a love for God and for each other. She is the ninth of 11 children born to H.J. and Martha Coleman. Her father was a pastor and her mother worked right by his side while managing and upbringing, their very large family. Not only Was there a love for God, but for learning and education as well? Doyle followed that love for education, earning a bachelor's in business administration, a master's in ministry leadership, and a certification from Cornell University in diversity and inclusion, and advanced coursework in public administration. She is the ele- in her 11th year of employment with the city of Kalamazoo, Michigan, currently serving as the city's inaugural director of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Dorla is the proud mother of Anthony Bonner II and Brandy, and is a proud granny to Ariel. Dorla was raised to love God and was blessed to be drawn into a life-changing relationship with the Lord at age 21 and has been walking with him since then, walking with him through much suffering, through many mistakes, and with many miracles. Dorla's testimony is that she is humbled by God's grace in her life that through it all God keeps her. A licensed minister that has many messages that the Lord has given her to preach. Many of her messages include encouragement and are laced with hope. Hope to let you know that you can make it through whatever difficult time you might find yourself in, in this thing called life, Dorla. Dorla knows that this life and her ministry and her calling is not a theory. You see, it's her life story. Welcome, 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 Miss Dorla to the Lotus Flower Podcast.
1: Thank you, Dr. Pam. It's so good to see you. and so good to be with you today. I'm honored to be able to share some of God's blessings um, concerning my life.
0: Yes, thank um, you. And we would like for you to start wherever the Lord would have you to. And we're going to talk today about how the Lord has taken Ms. Dorla's suffering and pain that she's gone through in her life, and he has brought the word to life through her suffering and her pain. And she's going to go on and she's going to share however the Lord would have her to with us today.
1: Thank you so much. Um, Excuse me. I um, I, I always try to figure out where to start because it's been such a, a loaded journey. I often feel like I've led several people's lives in my one life. Um, but I, I'll go back to uh, maybe 25 years ago, and um, when my family experienced, we experienced a lot of deaths. my mom, my dad, and my sister, and all in really quick succession. It seemed like quick succession then, but in light of today, we were really blessed to have time. Um, Um, and, um, then I was diagnosed with cancer and just things were just, just, just crazy. And I, have been asking God, help me understand, just help me understand. Um, and, and I like to cook and I like to bake. And one of my favorite things to bake is banana bread. And so I've always known my mother showed me how to make it. And I've always known that you use bruised bananas. Never knew why. And so then the food network got big, you know. So I was one day I was watching Emerald Lagasse okay. cook banana bread, you know, bam. Okay. And um, he was talking about you got to have bruised bananas, and he said you use bruised bananas because this natural the bruise that brown shows that those are naturally sweeter. Oh my! So you don't need as much artificial sugar. And, you know, the way the Lord deals with me, if I hear something, if it bothers me, I know I need to get my Bible. I see. I see. So that the word bruised bothered me for weeks, for for days. That's why I finally um, got my concordance, you know, and looked up bruised, and it ended up in Isaiah. Oh, my. You know, where it said he was bruised for our iniquities, by his stripes we healed. That's right. But what people don't realize, if you keep reading it, or if you read before there, it said that it pleased God to bruise him. I see. And I got stuck there and I started praying and I'm like, what are you trying to tell me, Lord? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to tell me? Why are you pleased to bruise folks? Why are you pleased? Help me. Mm-hmm. And the Lord spoke to me for me. I this see. was for me. Mm-hmm. He said, I need you to be natural.
0: I see.
1: I need to be you to be who you are like this like when you use enough bruised bananas you don't have to use artificial white sugar yes yes and so as I sat there and I started praying about the bruising and what would be what would need to change in me I had to reflect on the way I was raised I in see. the church I see and how many things I did because it was the right thing to do not because it was me
0: right right.
1: You know, how many things I do artificially. Yes. Everywhere. Yes. How I responded to people. And, and the trauma that, that caused me inside, because it's not what I wanted to do, but it's what I felt was the right thing to do. I see. Not biblically, you know, just the way it is. You know, when you rape, when you are in organization and you're raised in organizations, you assimilate.
0: Right.
1: And you do what they do. And so... The Lord, That's when the Lord started dealing with me about suffering. And, and you know, you think about the scripture about um, that now I'm losing my scriptures. The scripture says talk about um, tried in the fire, you'll come out as pure gold. Right. You know, there's so many scriptures that talks about why we suffer. You know, if I suffer with him, I'll reign with him. Right. You know, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yeah, not I, but the Christ that lived in me. So I, I, I begin to see the method and the madness. Yes. And so, and and then I preached a message called "Banana Bread People." Called call what? So, banana Bread People. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that's how those. That's how that whole teaching about suffering started with banana bread people, because okay. God, God sees us beyond what we see he sees something in us that, that is hidden. You know, we have these treasures in earth and vessels. That's what the scripture says that the the excellence may be of God, not of us, but some of those treasures God want to bring out. But it's, it's, it's almost like, uh, is it the pearl that needs to sand and, and the diamond that needs to, that has to be cracked. And you think of all of those things that, you know, I was, I was preaching a couple of uh, the other day, a couple of weeks ago, about not getting stuck in this stuff.
0: I see. Yes.
1: We get stuck in our pain and stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I was recalling, um, you know, this, the, one of my pastors said, you know, when you get a good pound cake, the egg have to be beat, the egg has to be cracked, yes. the butter have to be beaten and That's, whipped, right? It, and that flour have everything has to lose its identity. That's right. For you to get a pound cake.
0: I like that. Mm-hmm. everything so, loses identity
1: and so we are born in sin yes. shaped in iniquity yes and so but at the same time we were created with purpose
0: right right
1: and that purpose is hidden in all of that other stuff yes you know it's hidden in um It's hidden in our experiences, our life experiences, good, bad. Even good stuff causes our purpose to be hidden because you get comfortable in the good. That's right. That's right. And you don't want to go any further. And so, so, you know, life has just continued to happen. Like I've had cancer twice. Um, I've had, you know, I've just had a lot of uh, health issues. I've had, you know, I went through a, a rough divorce, and lost my house. We're doing a foreclosure crisis. Yes. We got divorced. Yes. So we lost my house. Amen. And I had to file bankruptcy. You know, and I did yes. all of I, for the most part, did the right stuff.
0: And I would like to interject. I believe that's why when I first met you, no, we didn't. We didn't talk about uh, go into a lot of detail about our personal lives and things of that nature, but God. Uh, spirits kind of like spirits kind of know the like spirits because um you probably never knew this but I went through this very same you know I know you know I went through a divorce and it was right. traumatic but then I went through the same thing of losing the house and the bankruptcy of the house mm-hmm. and then, that divorce situation back away uh, it's been over 30 years ago but I could identify because it was something about your spirit when I first met you that kind of touched my spirit and you kind of know your people. <laughs> you really do. And also yeah. our spirits kind of knit it. And it kinda, yeah. I believe it knit it because of the pain that we had both kind of experienced together without even having to voice those things. You yeah,
1: know? we were like, it was like we were like minded.
0: Exactly.
1: No. And, and, and then us, you know, and, and then your work was important to me because at you know, my daughter was struggling with depression and suicide, so I'm, you know, dealing with a daughter that's wait, waiting on a phone call to say that she finally was successful. Um, and so life was just just hard. It was hard. It was hard. And I did not, I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. Yes. And you get tired of telling people the drama, so then you just act like everything's okay, but you, you're, just, you're just devastated on the inside and you're living with this pain. Yes. And so what the Lord did and does for me, because life, you know, the struggle is forever; it never ends. There's always going to be something harder going in. I mean, <laughs> Job, Job said it right, man. It's but a few days and full of trouble.
0: That's right. That's right. You
1: could be doing everything right, and trouble is just what it is, you know. We have these temporary bodies. We're not going to live forever and something going to take you out. Your body is going your body is going to start to disintegrate. disintegrate not disintegrate, exactly. but to 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 do it's what gonna it
0: do. It's going to fall falling apart. Basically right. is what's going to happen. You, know, older we get, it is, it, you see these back have on here. I didn't used to have to wear them, Miss Doyle. I have, I have to wear them now in order to see I have to put those glasses on because. The body you, is aging. I get it's up. Changing. We
1: get up slower than we used to get up when we we don't bounce out of chairs no more.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> I tell people they they talk. I said I just look young. That's right. But I'll be six. I'll be sixty two this year.
0: Oh my, yes. And 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 me, 58,
1: they say black don't crack, though. So we'll, we'll you know, just, we'll just, and, and I, day I, day. you know, I live a clean life. I don't do it. I don't, you know, so he beautifies yeah, the meek with salvation. So, right. uh, and so, you know, I think that, I think, and I think that the church misses an opportunity because we don't teach about suffering that's and how it. to suffer. I remember at one point when it was, when my life was bad and I was at a church. And I was talking to some of the mothers as I was taught, you know, and they kept saying, well, you just got to go through. And I finally said, well, can you tell me how to go through? Okay. Just tell me what to do.
0: Okay. And they couldn't
1: answer. They couldn't And I'm like, they couldn't tell me. Oh, my. So I spent a lot of my time. And it's just my gift thing now. And transparency is to teach people about suffering. And it's usually, it's always really funny that I've, I've watched the, 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 the way my life flows with them. Something really, really gets hard for me. I just, I know somebody going to ask me to preach.
0: I see. I see.
1: Because and this is the
0: best. That's when they call you to preach. And, and because whatever think, I'm going through, why do you think that is?
1: But if they don't call me until after I'm out of it. And then that's the message.
0: That's right, and the reason I ask you that, you know, I know, but I want my our audience to know that that once God brings you through that situation, He wants you to share that situation with others because it's a, for a testimony to help them go through what they're going through. That that's why. I-
1: is, thank you for that, and and the, the the scripture says that there is no temptation in First Corinthians ten and. Five, I believe it is. There's no temptation taking you, such as is common to man, but God will, with the temptation, provide a way for you to escape that you will be able to bear it. And so it's common because other people have done it. Yes. Managed to escape. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the hard thing is escape is not escape from it, it's being escaping from being consumed by it. Exactly. Because yes. the scripture said, with the escape, with the temptation comes to escape so you can bear it, That's which right. means you ain't getting out of it.
0: That's right. That's you don't right. have to go
1: through it, That's but right. some, you need somebody, you know, um, everybody needs a guide. Everybody needs a guide through the wilderness. Yes. That means somebody has to already have been through the wilderness to get you through the wilderness because you can't guide if you, this is your first time there.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. And so,
1: and- you know, and so the Lord has impressed upon me to be, Transparent about struggle, and he's almost given it's almost become part of my journey. The struggle I that I experienced yeah. so many things, I see, and I don't want to experience those things, I really would rather get a pass. I see, you know, oh, I yes. often feel like Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane,
0: right? Re- yes, and you kept yeah.
1: saying, Let this cup pass. That's right if it's possible. And then I end up saying what, what Jesus said, not my will, but that will. will now he prayed three times. Sometimes it takes me 20 times <laughs> I
0: see
1: because okay. he was all God and man. I'm mostly man with some Jesus. Yeah. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, but we are all experiencing some hard times. Like this has been, this season has been extremely difficult. This, this COVID season yes. for me, um, the first year of COVID, um, my siblings and I, I, I think we 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 know at least thirty-five people very personally that died oh, in a matter God. of months.
0: At least thirty-five. Seriously. My lord, my
1: lord. It was you know, we got to the point where we didn't want to call each other. We stopped texting because we know and we, we know what happened. Like the church we were raised in, mm-hmm. the church of God in Christ has their conventions in February yes. and March. Yes. Before they shut down. Yes, yes. And so we watched my dad's friends, those elderly preachers, just want, just, my god, sister lost her husband and her son. They were buried the same day. Oh, my. my father, my, my, my father-in-law, you know, I'm divorced, but he was still, my, he passed from it. It was just, it was, it was pretty, pretty overwhelming. My it was, goodness. it was, it was the, the, the sadness. Yes. I can't even explain it. I can't explain the heaviness and then being single with no dependence. I'm in my house by myself. I see. Process, trying to process that much grief. Yes. Yeah, you can't do that.
0: No, not alone.
1: You not can't alone. process that much grief. Right. And then I also started a new job. Yes. That's a mirror. That was heavy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, diversity, equity, inclusion work is heavy mm-hmm. oh, when you involve yes. in all white, mostly white male organization yes um and and then it, it then i got caught in trying to we had to protest and i was in the middle. so it's just been very heavy and then if we did it again last year you know we couldn't get out like, right. and now again it's minimal and uh the the effect of it on my emotional health has been it's been challenging yes. because i'm i'm a very i'm an extrovert
0: yes Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it is not my norm to stay by my. Yes. And I it's just, I'm just an ex- I told somebody it's hard to have ten brothers and sisters and be an extrovert. You got That's to push. Right. To, you got to push to eat. You know. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> you know right. um, you're not gonna be introverted at that point. No, no, way. no,
1: and no. All. And 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 a preacher's kid who had to sing and do whatever. You just it's just and be know. there
0: every time the church door opens you got to be there and you got to be alert and you can't be sleeping on the bench cuz you might get you a know, No, cuz you'll
1: be a part of the sermon you know you're sleeping <laughs> yeah, and all you're...
0: that but i want to i want us to know that about god's sovereignty through it all through all of the suffering and pain and hardship that you have gone through and that others have gone through and i've gone through some things myself god is sovereign he's he's sovereign that means that he has the right and the power to do whatever he decides to do you know, when I, when I looked at that word sovereign as I was preparing to talk with you today, Miss dorla uh, my dictionary, it defined it as superior or greatness or something with supreme power or authority, you know, independent of others. It was a definition that simply boiled down to God is in control, the sovereignty of God. He, he is in control of absolutely everything in our universe. <clears throat> And he influences everything in the universe because he is the king of king and lord of lords. So we talk about, well, why does he allow this this thing to happen? Because of his sovereignty. He can choose to do whatever he wants to do, whatever he wants to do with it, whenever he wants to. And yeah. we've got to actually be able to accept that. And when we can accept it, then we can actually move on in our spiritual life and our natural life and god can trust us then with more when you said i am a licensed minister being a licensed minister that just wasn't something that you said okay i want to seek out and, and do and then it fell in your lap it was a process that you had to go through and when we're going through the process of becoming licensed some of that time can be somewhat challenging and painful as well not Mm -hmm. in a sense where painful because somebody may be doing something to us or different things like that, but just painful because we're dying to the flesh. When we wanna do some work for the Lord, the enemy is right there and the enemy does not wanna see that go forth because you're gonna be another threat to his kingdom. And Mm -hmm. so with God's sovereignty, when it steps in and he's in control, he's gonna snatch us out, even out of our flesh, If we yield our flesh to him, he'll even snatch us up out of that situation. And you'll be wondering, well, how in the world was I able to even do that? And Mm -hmm. then because Dorla wasn't able to do it, it was the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of her that gave Mm -hmm. her the ability to do it and to endure through all of that suffering that you have spoken about. Now, Mm I want to move a little further on. Can I, can I
1: add something to that before we go? So I want to, I want to encourage people because he's sovereign, but you have to get to know him as a loving, sovereign God. Yes. You got to know, you got to know the word that says that there's purpose And I say that there's a method in the madness that he's not just letting things happen. He's letting things happen with a purpose because his goal is to get you to, is to help us to be conformed to his image, to be what he initially created us to do that while we're in a fallen world that has distorted everything and is still distorting everything that he designed. That's right. And so while he is sovereign he is loving. And so when you look in the scripture and he said, I know the thoughts I have toward you, mm-hmm. I haven't expected in. And for we know all things work together. And he that hath begun a great work in you, he will complete that that he started. So I always like to add that because that sovereign thing is so hard sometimes. Yes. If you don't realize, it's like your parents disciplining you and you not knowing that they love you.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. Because when we are a child, and we're in that immature state. We think they just want to beat on us, or they just mad at us, or they just mean people, or just right. too harsh, or just too too rigid, and all you know. And sometimes that's how we look at Father God that same way when we are in a state yeah. where we are immature, or we're being disobedient, or we just want to do things our own way.
1: Well, even when you're doing all the right. <laughs> For me, I'm trying to do all the things right and this stuff still happens.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: And but, but again, right. again, I have learned from experience that he loves me. Yes. And this craziness is going to make sense. That's right. If That's I stay right. with him so he can help me see it. That's But right. I have to stay with him. And Okay, oh, I just wanted to add that.
0: And, and, my Bible tells me in Romans 11 and thirty eight and 33 that God knows all things. He knows the past. He knows the present. He knows the future. And there's no limit to his knowledge. For God knows everything completely. Even before it happens, he knows it. So if we can find some comfort in that itself. Just knowing that our Heavenly Father, he already foreknew what was going to happen to us even the sufferings that we've gone through, even all of the deaths that we've experienced through the COVID-19 situation and yet are still experiencing loss of loved ones, loss of jobs, loss of of employment, loss of housing, dignity, grace, all of that, but God knows. So we got to find rest in that. That's why I'm so glad that you're willing to share your story, a little bit of your story today to let people know about that big word suffering because that word we try to avoid at all costs sometimes because even when you say suffering it sounds like oh something is gonna really be bad and heavy and how much how am i going to do it but that i is where we get in the way Mm -hmm. of god you know true
1: so true and i and i tell that scripture you use you know i have a really big imagination Okay. You know, I write plays and I write stories. So my brain is always, but one day I was reading that scripture and I had this visual of God. Yes. And so he knows the end from the beginning, right? Yes. He know it before. So I had him, I could see him walking through my life without me all the way in and then coming back to get me and oh, then walk with me my. and help me avoid things. Oh my and that's how I look at that. So, God, you already knew. So, if I stay close to you, there are things that I you I can avoid. There are things that you will prepare me for because you already seen it. You've seen it. You that's, know it's coming. That's but that's how I look at that scripture. Like he he said, let me take Dorla's journey. Okay, now let me get Dorla and now let me take Dor- Dorla on her journey. That's good. and let me be the shepherd. The scripture talk about him being my guide, the scripture talking about him being my rear guard, protecting me. And my front. It, 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 the Bible tells me all of that. So that's when you said that. It reminded me of my visual. Oh, okay. <laughs> for some of us, we have to be able to think it in very common common words right. that you can be able to see it. So if you're thinking that God is your shepherd and he knows this stuff, he is really walking beside you. That's good. That's good. You know. That's good. So I, love that, I,
0: I love that analogy of visual, visually seeing yeah. it. And I believe yeah. that there's some people under the sound of our voice that need to know that you. Can, if it's hard for you to kind of envision the word and really take it in and apply it, if you could see it, like Ms. Dorla just said, maybe then it might be a little bit easier for you to actually embrace God's word by actually looking at it in a more of a pictorial way.
1: Yeah, my dad used to say, he used to say, "Lord, sanctify my imagination."
0: Yes, that's good. So
1: I pray now, the Lord, the Lord illuminates my imagination because I can't think good. like that.
0: That's good. That's good. Now, um, who would you say was the most influential person in in your life? And when, if you could look back at yourself when you were just a little girl before you became an adult. Um, who would you say at that time, and we're going to go through, you know, your, when you were a a child and we'll go into your, um, adulthood and then as you are now. So when we look back, when you were a child, um, who would you say during that time was the most influential person in your life? and, And why would you say that person was the most influential person?
1: I would have to say my oldest sister, um, She's 10 years older than me. And she basically, you know, you had that many kids, the older sister raises the younger ones. Oh, yeah. So she basically raised me and my my us younger girls. But she was just cool. She could do it all. Yeah. She loved the Lord. She was a musician. She was a teacher. I mean, she would take us on trips. My mother, I remember when I was probably five or six, my mother said you just like her. And I hated it because I didn't want to be like anybody. Okay. <laughs> I did. I just didn't want to be because I was always really independent. Okay. Um, but it's so funny that when I was in my, she died when I was 30, 42. Mm-hmm. And I remember like when I was in my early, late 30s, we were talking about our lives. And I declare my life followed her pattern so strongly that we were laughing at ourselves. Oh, my. But she was just, she just loved the Lord. Oh, she my. loved the Lord. Um, she loved music. She sometimes, when I was singing, people would tell me my voice sounded just like her. And this is when I was fifteen and sixteen. Oh my! You know, people could say that which one of y'all were singing. I couldn't tell. <laughs> um, and uh, but she was at. She was the most influential. So her her death was pretty devastating. Oh. She died when she was fifty nine, and it was pretty devastating. Oh, Thirty? Okay. No, no, she died when she was fifty two. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, to you. With it cancer. It was pretty devastating. So, oh
0: were you able to be right through, there with her through, throughout that time, or
1: no, I, she, I was in Illinois. She was so much my, my mom and dad. And she died. She died eleven months after my dad. And I was able. And I believe she did this for me. She held on until I got to to her bedside. Oh, praise
0: God. Praise God. I believe
1: she did that for me. Yes, I believe so. Uh, you know, we had talked about, I told her how off I felt because everybody was home but me because I lived in, in Illinois. They were all in Michigan. Oh my. And um, when she died, she um, had asked me to come home. She'd asked us all to come home. She didn't know she was, maybe she did because she knew God, you know, <laughs> uh, asked us to meet her home because she needed to talk about what she learned from the doctor. I see. And um, I was almost a Um when when she was put on life support, but when I got there, she was still function, you know, barely. Yes. But I was able to be there. Oh with her. god! And I was able to have some. I was able to go home, you know, and have some really heartfelt conversations with her about her her life and her faith. And she influenced me right to the end. Because then, when I was diagnosed with cancer a couple years later, mm-hmm. I lived. I, I I channeled her faith because some of the things she said to yes. me. Mm-hmm. Um, when she was dying and i didn't know she was dying so yeah
0: isn't it something how the lord prepares us through your sister even though that was a a pleasant time the lord allowed you to see what she had gone through to prepare you for what you were going to already experience down the road he's so tell you that so
1: he knew i was gonna go there so he knew where he knew i needed that voice yes so he was walking me toward my cancer the cancer he stopped by her.
0: Yes, look at that.
1: Look at God. And so I can hear her. I can hear her voice and how her and her confession of faith, mm-hmm. and I can remember how she never stopped. Through, through. I mean, she like six days before she died, she preached at the International Women's Convention in Minnesota.
0: Six days before. My, six my, days. My. Look at God. Wow.
1: And I'm like, and so, and I'm like, I'm not terminal. I can't stop. Mm -hmm. I have to be cautious, but I don't have any reason to roll over. Right. And just give up because she didn't. That's good. That's
0: good. Now, who would you say was the most influential person in your life when you were at a young adult, (laughs) maybe going to your college years and just, uh, just getting married and having kids when you, you know, were just a young adult and
1: you know, it's a harder one. Um, I, I can't, I can't ask that too clearly. Um, it's a harder one. Um, I'm gonna say. By that time, I think my mother was had become the most influential because I wasn't I was really independent as a child. So I hang out with my mom and them a lot. I had things. She told me I act like they got in my way because I was so independent.
0: (laughs) You you was going to say I had things to do.
1: (laughs) Um, And so after I graduated from college and then I had my mother to myself because I came and everybody else was going to marry. And so we developed a different type of relationship. And it was a relationship where we would call each other and just quote Chris. We would actually like one up each other with scriptures. It was okay. really funny. I didn't realize like, well, this is what I read. Well, this is what I read. This was, you know, and so her grace through that end of her life. And when she was getting ill and struggling, her grace really influenced me. That's good. Um, so well, how she loved, how,
0: huh? how did her grace influence you?
1: You know, to see a person struggle and and now we're talking, we're, I'm an adult so I can have more honest conversations mm-hmm. and I, and now understanding some things from my childhood, like her life and, and understanding her life at large, you know, mm-hmm. um, and to see how she just stayed the course. Yeah. You know, she stayed the course, she stayed with my dad, she supported the ministry, she supported the kids, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't until her funeral that I realized how much she was doing in the community because she never even talked about it. Oh my. She was on boards and stuff. I'm like, who are they talking about? Oh I didn't know I didn't even know that about my mother. Oh my um but she just stayed the course and you know she mm-hmm. she you know she just took care of everything, cooking for people and just 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 and she never lost her personality. Mm-hmm. Never, mm-hmm. never it, her faith was just so secure. Yeah. And I remember toward the end, you know, there were some things that happened, and she was finally able to break, had a spiritual breakthrough, mm-hmm. and how how she was like, yeah, and like it was almost like I can go now. Oh, it's yeah. good. Oh my! It was just very and to watch the watch the relationship with my dad, their relationship change because you know you had that many kids, you don't know how to be with each other almost. That's a whole. And so to watch that toward the end, how they how they meld together and how they flow. It was it was it was very nice. It, you know, it was nice.
0: That's good. I can see it by the smile on your face that it was yeah, it must was, have been it was a beautiful life. time. You look peaceful when you talk about it, Dorla. Now, um, at this time in your life, if you had to think about who's the most influential person right now, who who might that be and why?
1: Wow. Hmm. My kids, my two, my two children, and, and and most of my nieces and nephews, they inspire me. They inspire me. Um, you know, this the, the world for young people right now is really hard. You know, and for children of color, it's it would be so easy to go off and do the crazy stuff that everybody does right. and um just and you know and um my children they try real hard to stay focused mm-hmm. yes. you know and I know it's not easy because I know the backstories
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes I, I watch them doing it yes I watch them both of them have had some incredible struggles like my daughter struggled earlier and and then my son he's you know we he had so sur- two surgeries within months within a month last summer was it yes. just a lot of stuff. Yes, and I watched them just keep like like my son has it. he works full time and then he has his own business and oh. encouraging oh. people. My daughter is working you know helping people find housing and then she goes and goes around the country singing worship and writing songs and <laughs> teaching herself an instruments. It's just it's just impressive. My niece is there like my. I'm, one of my nieces, I was one, of, she got her PhD last year and I was, you know, I'm just watching these young people take ownership of the world that they've been given That's and not, good. and not fall into what the system wants them to be.
0: That's good.
1: And I was, I was, my niece looked, I had a, I was, I'm on the front page of an international business magazine this month. Are, you are? I am. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah i was interviewed i have an article in there and i sent it to my niece and she was like this ain't you're just awesome and i said oh, you sorry. all inspired me to not stop oh congratulations Look at that. so that's that's i think right now the my young people my 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 blood kids my kids and yes. my children remember, and my nieces and nephews they are mm-hmm. they're that's, amazing
0: that's amazing that's good and uh, they are wonderful young people, your son and your daughter. I don't know the nieces and nephews, but I know your daughter, just valuable, just a precious jewel. And your son, like I said, that Facebook relationship, as I see him on Facebook and some of the things that he's done and is doing, it's just wonderful to see. I thank God for, for that. Now, if you have to think about your your ministry call and and <coughs> how God prepared you for that. Sometimes it, it 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 we know right away. Sometimes we try to run away from it and 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 say, oh no, that's not for me. Or, or sometimes it comes about, you know, from a long way off after we've gone through so many struggles. Now now, how did God show you your particular uh, ministry, Miss Dorla? And and when would you say He showed you through the through the suffering and pain, or just through just everyday life, or what was it?
1: No. It, it's so interesting when, when people ask me this question, because I have to go back. I did, I've, I've been ministering all my life and didn't know it. Okay. Didn't know it. I mean, um, you know, when we were growing up, they didn't teach you about ministry and how to use your gifts. Okay. They didn't teach you. I have a I have a memory when I was probably five or six. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always sang. I've, I've sung all my life. Mm-hmm. And I guess I've sung pretty good from what I'm remembering now. Um, but my whole she family sings did.
0: excellent podcast audience. <laughs> <laughs> she says she guess she does. Yeah. Now she sings like an angel, <laughs>
1: you know, my whole family sings, my mom and dad, my aunts. So it's oh. just it's like a family thing. They just
0: sang us, sang us, you know,
1: <laughs> but I remember when I was about five or six, you know, in the church of God of Christ, you have testimony service and you can sing. Yes. So I would get up to testify. Okay. And I was, I would sing like everybody else did. Okay. And the Holy Ghost would be so great after the song to my mother. And I would they'd be shouting and crying and I'd be standing up getting <laughs> to say my testimony. And my mother would finally tell me, You can sit down, baby, you're done. <laughs> so, <laughs> sit down, you're done. Hey? <laughs> you're done because that was not the, that was what I was supposed to do, and I yes, didn't know. Right, right. Right. And then I started, then you know, I started teaching Sunday school when I was probably nine or ten. Oh my. Nine teaching nine. a little little kid. So okay. I've been teaching. I've been teaching since I was nine or ten.
0: Oh my! Okay.
1: And then um, when I was, I was in college, um, I, I joined the gospel choir at Western. And they had a Bible study and 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 I, you know, the Lord had saved me for real. You know, I was He saved me, you know, He drew me and He saved me. Because I was real. a black For real. I was a black <laughs> I was a church kid that we were in and out kind of say, you know. Yeah, but um <laughs> so they asked me to do Bible study, and the Lord said, I need you to run it like a church. I need you to do it like this. And I'm like, what? And so I started this fight. and I'm not processing, I'm just obe- obeying. Okay. And so that's when I really started teaching the Bible, to you know, and then I think I was probably my daughter was born. I was thirty when I had, not, had realized that I was called to public ministry. And I remember I finally told my pastor, and I said, "I just have to get it out. You don't have to do anything. You don't ever have to come to preach. I just need to say it." Okay. And I, and I ran off because nobody won't do nothing. With
0: it. Is this when you were in the Church of God in Christ? Yes. Because they do they. Not, back then were they acknowledging women
1: but well, it was it was an evangelist I just yes. said ministry yes I just yes. said ministry I didn't say like a preacher uh, and so um and that's when um I started the public process of being in ministry even though I had been preaching and teaching and all this stuff all the time that's when the title was connected to it and so how i don't have to
0: respond to you at that point.
1: He okay. just laughed at me. He said, "I've been." He said, "I've been waiting on you to say it because I can't okay. tell you." Good. He said, Jesus. "I can't tell you that the Lord called you. Good you God. have to know that He called you." That's and good. I know that you don't. And then he said, "And about this not doing nothing, you can forget that because we have in the row. <laughs> so, he said, "We're
0: in the row. And then, how did you respond?
1: I just laughed and said, "Okay," because this after I said it, what not? I can't go back, <laughs> okay. you know. But I really felt better because I actually said it. And, and I would, like I said, I was probably in my early thirties because brain, like maybe 31.
0: That's good. And um, I, the reason I clap and i smiled and I rejoice because thank God that the man of God heard, validated and said, let's roll. He didn't yeah. doubt. He didn't say, okay, no women don't this, that, the other, not ready, all of that. I thank God that he was able to hear and he had a fine-tune to what the Lord was saying. Now there's someone out there that they want to step forward to, but they may not be in a place that where they are feeling like they can go forth and share that openly. And, and you know what?
1: I, but I've been in places where the preachers didn't receive me like that. And so yes. what I what I what I I I have come to understand is what the word ministry means. Mm-hmm. It means service yes. and the service. I don't need your title. I don't need your church. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be like I I, I told somebody, you can stand me wherever you want to stand me, in a pulpit, on the floor, in the basement. I'm going to say the same thing and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so so I tell people, you know, number one, you need to be in a church where people understand Mm -hmm. your gift and can grow your gift because that gift is God's. It's not even yours. Mm -hmm. You know, it's from the Lord. So that's the first thing. But the other thing is you just can't worry about, you know, what people say, because I mean, seriously, I have people who told me they don't like the way I preach. I don't preach right because I don't do like everybody else. And I had somebody else say, You use too much humor. You should be serious. I'm like, I am serious, but I'm calm. I'm a- That's a gift, the gift right. of comedy. <laughs> yeah, just Some deliver it. No, God right. gave it to you, right? Yeah. yeah. So you can't dictate, you know, so what I said, but in my heart, I said, when I come around y'all, I'll try not to be so funny. So maybe you can hear <laughs> words, but it didn't, it didn't work.
0: <laughs> okay. It just wasn't you. You couldn't just, yeah. Praise God.
1: It, but they
0: tell you that to your face. Yes. Oh
1: my. Oh, I mean, it's been some horrible stuff and, and, and it has affected me, but you know, at, as I grow, have grown in the Lord, and I realize that this is just who I am. Yes, I, I'm not trying to change. It is what it is. Well, how? And how if I can can't be things? here, the Lord is going to send me someplace mm-hmm. that appreciates the me.
0: Right now, now tell us because there's somebody that's listening that's in a place where they're feeling so stuck and they feel and they're feeling insecure about who they are in ministry because of the naysayers because of people saying they're preaching too loud and you're being too comical and you're not doing it this way and the other way and also they're feeling like I might as well just not even try to go forth with, with it how would you encourage someone that's listening today or that will listen to this even into the future to move forward in spite of those voices that they're hearing that they're telling them that they're, they might as well quit, might as well stop.
1: So, you know, I'm always careful because it's always everybody's situation is so loaded. I am going to say, you need to be careful if you're in a church that's abusing you Don't, and, and, and just speaking negative and, to your life. And that's someplace, it's like being in a bad marriage. You really need to try to get out and at least get healed. So if you're supposed to be there, you can deal with it. Okay. But so that's the first thing, you know. Like I don't tell a woman in an abusive marriage to just leave because I don't have no place for her to go. Right,
0: right.
1: So right. I'm really careful about that.
0: Right, right. But
1: other other than that, um, it all boils down to you being confident in who you are in God, even when you cannot use your gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you just have to be confident. And untrust God's seasons. Everything is seasonal, God. This may be not. This may be the season where you're supposed to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And if your pastor is got you stifled, it is the season to be quiet because you can't be. Because the Bible also says to obey those who have rule. That's, right. That's you know? right. And so, so you, you know, I've been in those situations where they don't want. They didn't want me to sing. I've been in situations where they only used me if nobody else came. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then here I am. And then when everybody gets back, I'm un- I'm invisible, you know. Oh my. Mm. Seriously, you know.
0: And, or, uh, yeah. and at that time, particular time when that was happening, how did you respond? Not to it, them, it took but because
1: you know. And I finally, find, I finally said to myself, I was praying, and I was reading about Paul, mm-hmm. you know, about when Paul was talking about how how talented he, you know. About Ray, how he was raised and how smart he was. Yes. And he said, I have a thorn in my flesh to keep yes. me humble.
0: Right, right,
1: right. And I finally said, Lord, this must be the thing you use so I'll stay humble. I see, I see. Because I it, I mean, it, ha- it happens to this, not now. I mean, it's just, it, it that has not stopped happening.
0: That's good. That's
1: good. And so people will use, you know, and then I'm learning, but I'm learning now. It's I don't have to let people use my given use me.
0: Right, 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 right. So that's something
1: I, you know. That comes with, with maturity. That's right. Y'all, you you know, y'all using me. Y'all, y'all, you know. That's right. You using my name? Oh, she gonna come sing, so people gonna come. She gonna bring all her friends. Oh. Or she gonna sing? Goodness. She know how to bring in. A, she know how to usher bring in, in the, the spirit crowd and stuff. You know, <laughs> and then when when the crowd come, y'all that, that's you know. So, but really. I just look at it, you know, God, you keep me humble because I know, I know he's blessed me with a lot of gifts and talents. I really am blessed. Amen. And if you're not, I know a lot of people like me and they're really haughty, and they think like, I ain't coming to your church unless you pay me. I'm like, how are you going to get it ain't your gift to get paid for? How are you going to demand sell? You know, and he doesn't want me. He doesn't want me to be that way. That's not how he wants me to grow. So these things happen. They help me stay humble and they are painful. But I don't, I'm learning to not let that, that pain consume me. I just say, OK, whatever. Let's go on to the next thing. You know, yes. because it's going to happen. Um, everybody's going to experience rejection and that kind of pushback. And, and you're not going to be free everywhere because everybody, but every place is not for your gift either. That's right. The, and when do
0: when we I know at that particular time, if you're in a particular um uh, Ministry, or whatnot, that it's maybe time to, to move on and maybe you've outgrown that particular uh, part of the vineyard, yeah. and it's time to to go on and take the gift somewhere else. Does God audibly speak that to us or does it make us uncomfortable or does uh, things happen? I think
1: all of, all of the above. It just depends on how God deals with you. That's why you have to be, you have to develop a relation with God and practice yeah. God And and that's by trial and error. Sometimes we think we hear God and it mess up. Now you know that you put that in your back pocket Well, that ain't how God speak to me because I screwed that up, you know. Um, So nobody can tell you, nobody can really tell you when it's time for you to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, You really, you know, we can tell you, but you really have to be convicted of it. Mm -hmm. And I go back to leaving a marriage because if you don't feel, if you're not ready to leave, when you leave, you go back.
0: Right, 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 right. That's right. That's what happens
1: because you you the have cycle. not, you haven't count the cause. You haven't figured it out yourself. You haven't realized your value in this yet. That's right. Maybe you're not supposed to leave because God is going to deliver y'all. I don't right. know. Yes. But you have to figure it out. And then a the big thing that you have to, and I, and this is what my dad taught us. And then I practice it as close as I can. You got to leave right.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. right, Tell us what you you mean by that. You got to mean.
1: You can't can't storm out, tear up the church, leave, and talk Mm -hmm. about the preacher. You may have to go back. You don't know. Mm -hmm. You leave with grace. God is a God of grace. Everything, even Jesus died with grace. That's right. So you can't leave tearing up the church.
0: That's right. You
1: know, like you can't leave, like when people, every church I've left, when they want to call me and talk about the past or stuff, you know, I tell them, well, let's just pray about that. That's right. And pretty soon yeah. they stop calling me. Because that, that
0: points to something in that particular person. They That points to a problem that they have. That points to a weakness that they have. That points to some area that they, that ugliness that's inside of their or, spirit. Or maybe,
1: or maybe they see something that's really the truth. You know.
0: Or they could see the truth, but at the same time, you not you're supposed to call him. But how they handle it, so, and, so. and all of that, and try to, you know, and bat mouth people and all of that. God says, right. "Vengeance is mine," saith the Lord. He said, "I will repay." I will repay. He, yeah. He, he and, and it's not for us to put our mouth on anyone. It is not. No. And I would. And so, those you know, that are listening you know, to us this day, today, if you walk away with anything, walk away with that love, love conquers a multitude of sin love is the answer you love people with compassion and grace because god gave us compassion he gave us grace none Mm -hmm. of us are are perfect and so i thank god and with humility for that with humility and with humility too. yes because there's been times in my life that i've had to transition from different places and things and Mm -hmm. i thank god that i did do it correctly and and everything and i have so much peace and joy and then the lord uh will uh actually I have by what i've experienced is that he will elevate you and take you even higher when you do it right and he will make your way a little bit more prosperous and and peace definitely peaceful and you could be at peace with all men and so i thank god for that and that's why i see so much peace on you too miss dorla i just see the peace of god on on you you said you went through some suffering and you're going through and you, you went some struggles and all of that but god has definitely graced you beautifully To be able to bear it in such a way that if you didn't speak these things or share them then no one would most likely know that didn't know you that may have just met you you know because you definitely don't look like what you have been through and so i thank Mm -hmm. god thank god for that when i when you sent me your your picture and your headshot and i saw it i said man it was just beautiful it just brought a smile to my face i said man i just love they're just radiant my husband, Minister Curtis, he was like, man, that is a wow. beautiful picture. And then he felt so bad that he wasn't able to be with the um, podcast with us today because he's a little bit under the weather. And he said, let her know. that." <laughs> yeah, because when I told him this morning that you were going to be our guest this afternoon he and he just knew he couldn't do it, He his countenance went down. I said, I saw that because he oh, really bless. does love you. And we both mm-hmm. do you know because it's mutual so it genuine, is mutual so it's genuine mutual. so genuine you were at our wedding been 10 years now she was at our wedding now i wish i would have known back then that she was a, a song strong song because <laughs> we had just met you i think we had probably just met you maybe maybe six seven months prior or maybe not even that long ago mm-hmm. and so you know but we've been there all all along And we thank God for that. We even were in um, ministry together, like I said, Mm -hmm. and I thank Mm -hmm. God for that. Now, I wanted to ask you just a couple more questions before we end. And it is one of them is um, how does uh, the music that you love so dearly help you to find resolve in your everyday life or throughout the sufferings that you've experienced?
1: That's a good question. You know, uh, I, for some reason, when you said that, I thought of the scripture when the children of Israel, when the Egyptians asked them to sing, and they said, when they, when they were prisoners, not the Egyptians, but whoever had them kept, it said, sing us some Zion songs. And they said, how could we sing Zion songs in a strange land? It right. is <laughs> singing the Zion songs in a strange land that left my spirit. It does, um, it does. Um, I, I Like right now I've been listening to songs because this has been a difficult season. Like I'm, I'm this this year, the end of last year, I came into some truths about my life and things that I need to let go of. And um, personally, not things, but thought processes and stuff. And that's the thing about growing in grace, you keep learning stuff. Yes. Some of it's not easier or fun. And so I've been struggling and lamenting about things. And I, I ran into this song about, um, I'm alive, so there's more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I listen to it every day, and it says, you didn't let me die, mm-hmm. because there's more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the, the Lord blesses me to hear songs, and he would do that for all of us mm-hmm. that are relevant for my life. And that's what I listen to. Yes. And then when I sing, and I'm worshiping, that's how I worship, and it puts me in 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 direct connection with the spirit when you worship like that, and so it lifts you. You can't be in, the, you can't be worshiping and not be lifted. That's you might be convicted about right. sin, but He will still lift you because that's what the spirit does. It lifts you, it elevates you, it lightens you, and so. Um, it doesn't condemn you. It doesn't make you feel like it's over. It just says, "Oh man, I messed up, and you're still here. Man, this is so great. <laughs> you know, you're still with me. Oh my goodness!" And so that's what music comes in. And, and and like I said, my my family was it's a family of musicians. I started singing. I was in the first group. We were so little. One of my sisters was standing on a chair to sing. Oh, that's how little my. we were. That's I don't remember not I don't remember not singing. Nick, there was ten of us, so the big ones the so big different. ones had a group. The little ones had a group. Okay.
0: So your first memory was of singing practically. singing. That's, that's what that's I know. Beautiful. Now I know that there are times that I would go on Facebook and I'll see you singing. You say, Well the Lord had just dropped this spirit in my song in my spirit today and I just want to share it. And I just love when I get on there and I'll see you on there singing. It's just a beautiful thing. That happens to you, doesn't it? Every now and then on Facebook, they got put yeah. you on there and you sing.
1: During, that, during the beginning of the pandemic, I sung a hymn almost every day for three months. Oh, my. I sung so much that somebody sent me an offering. It was hilarious. <laughs> they asked me for my cash app. I'm like, for what? Because you are blessing <laughs> me. I just. And an offering. I, so it was hilarious. It was so funny to me. Oh, um, but the Lord just gave me to encourage people because it was so hard. And it was really for me.
0: Yes.
1: And then um, I had a really bad asthma thing and I couldn't sing it. So every once in a while, like the other day, somebody said something and I'm like, Lord, I need to start singing. Because when I do it, I get such positive responses.
0: Grace. I God. mean, so, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Now, but the you, offer you probably little, funny. are you a little are you a little raspy today and a little little uh, you're probably not in that in your singing element. I'm
1: always, you know what I've decided. I'm always in the singing zone. I'm always in the singing zone.
0: Because I wanted to ask you if you might just sing us a little short clip of something to encourage our audience today before we end the podcast with our, our prayer.
1: I can do that. And I and I hear just a clip of a song that that it's, it's a scripture. And I don't even I don't even know the whole song. I just know this line. So and this is what I say. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Trust and obey. But there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and, oh, we got to obey. Amen.
0: Praise God. Praise God. So true. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for blessing us with that. That was beautiful trust and obey for there's no other way thank god to be happy in jesus but to trust and obey now we know that's an old classic a classic that we grew up grew up on thank god for that uh is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we end the podcast miss dorla
1: i just tell people don't be afraid of the bruising You could be a banana bread person with me.
0: (laughs) Don't be afraid of the bruising. Like the banana bread that she started off talking about. Just to recap a little bit, you talked about the banana bread and what was about the bruising for people. And the
1: the bruised bananas make the best banana bread because you don't need as much artificial sugar. Because the more brown that banana is, the greater the level of sugar. (laughs) And And so you will become authentic.
0: Amen. Banana bread people. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing with us today about our topic, about how you have gone through (laughs) suffering in your life. And when you went through the suffering in your life, the Lord took that suffering and he caused this word to actually come alive Mm -hmm. in your spirit, man. Because of the suffering, you took your suffering to him and you applied it to his word and his word actually became life to you. And the word is what's carrying you. And that's a lesson and a message for somebody that's listening now and that will listen into the future. I would like to invite you, Miss Dorla, to c- close the podcast in prayer, if you would, at this time.
1: Yes. Thank you. Kind Father in Jesus' name, how we love you. We adore you, God. We enter into your gates right now with thanksgiving and praise because you are worthy, God. We pray for these words that have come through this podcast today. We pray for everyone that will be listening. God, it is inevitable that someone listening will be in the middle of a horrendous season of suffering because that's just the way life is. So, God, we pray grace. We ask that these words give peace for them and be food for their for their heart and peace for their soul. Give them the courage, God, to seek you as never before. Let them know that you are you are walking with them, but they need to walk with you. God, I pray that for Dr. Pam and Brother Curtis and for this ministry. We thank you, God, because you said that whatever we commit to you, that you were not only anointed, but you will bring it to pass. And we trust you and appreciate everything that is going to happen as a result of this. In the strong and precious name of Jesus, The Christ. Amen. Thank God. Amen.
0: Once again, thank you so much for being our special guest today, Miss Dorla Bonner Coleman. You're welcome to come back and be a guest on our podcast at any time that the Lord would have it to move you in your spirit. I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your sisterhood. I honor your life that you have dedicated to the Lord and how not only do you look to him to be your source of strength, but you take that strength and you share it so liberally with others and to build and equip others that come in contact with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. And may God richly bless you.
1: Bless you as well. It's been my pleasure. My pleasure.
0: Call me anytime. I certainly will. We'll be in contact. Okay, bye bye for now. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I am so grateful to have had with us today as our special guest, Miss Dorla Bonner Coleman. Yes, what a rich life! What a rich life that she has in Christ Jesus. And we want you to know that God is right there with you right now. He is looking down on you and he loves you right where you are. I thank God that he has placed us here to be a message and a soundboard and a platform to educate, empower, and equip you, our listening audience with spiritually relevant, culturally uplifting educational topics, just like the topic that we've had today with Miss Dorla Coleman Bonner. Thank God. I want you to know that each month in February is National Black History Month. It serves both as a celebration and as a powerful reminder that Black history is American history. Black culture is American culture, and Black stories are essential to the ongoing story of America. Our faults, our struggles, our progress, and our aspirations. Shining a light on Black history today is an important thing to do. Why? because it helps us to grow stronger, even as a nation. So that is why it's essential that we take time to celebrate the immeasurable contributions of black Americans, honor the legacies and achievements of our generations, past and present and future. Let's confront the injustices that still fester today. Black History Month throughout the month of February. Remember, let's honor our rich legacy. Once again, this is the Lotus Flower Podcast. Starting in the month of January, we were able to revamp the Lotus Flower Podcast. We were able to Move our podcast not only from streaming as a virtual platform on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, RSS Feed, Reason FM, and Wix.com, we were able to go ahead and reach out and start streaming live on YouTube. On the Emerging Hope Ministries YouTube channel. We were also blessed to be able to enhance our podcast with our very own theme song, with our very own poem, with state-of-the-art podcast equipment. We were able to remodel our studio. We were also able to have paid advertisements be a part of our podcast experience. We want you to know that if you would like to purchase an ad to be aired across our podcast platforms, both virtual and audio, please reach out to us at emerginghope at gmail.com and we will be in contact with you on how you may go about purchasing a podcast ad. We also want you to know that we appreciate you and your support. You have supported us throughout all of last year, and now you are supporting us this year and we have a total of 738 dedicated audio followers this year we are looking now to actually increase that to one thousand dedicated followers one thousand you can help us by clicking like subscribe and sharing this podcast with your friends and family and social media platform. That way we can reach that thousand subscribers. I want you to know that it is possible. We want you to know that our advertisements are current and they are from three businesses that you have got to be able to reach out to and purchase their products. Our first advertisement will be coming to you shortly. We want you to know that
2: are you looking for a friendly place to purchase your beauty supplies and hair supplies for the entire family? Well, you found the right place. Cali Beauty Supply, located at 1614 West Main Street in Kalamazoo, Michigan. They offer outstanding customer service and believe deeply in giving back to their community. Mo Elkatabi katabi is the owner. Customers can shop in the store or online. Curbside pickup is also available. They also have a full-service salon inside of the business called Stephanie Renee Salon. Be sure to check them out as well. You may reach the store for your online purchases via their website at www.calibeauty.com. Their hours of operation are Monday through Saturday 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. and Sunday 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The business prides itself with the following motto, where beauty gets done. Be sure to contact Rock Dimensional Consulting, LLC, where Dr. Keitra L. Davenport-King is the proprietor and business consultant. Located in the beautiful Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area, her services are available nationwide online. The Rock Dimensional Consulting, LLC firm's mission is to build businesses on a solid foundation and equip leaders. RDC helps business leaders solve complex business problems, improve efficiency, empower teams, and implement long-term sustainable improvements. The hours of operation are 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You may contact Dr. Davenport King via phone at 940-227-1615. The website is at www.lifeafterag.org and email them at rockdimensionalconsulting at gmail.com. Dr. Keitra Davenport King's business prides herself on the following motto, building businesses on a solid foundation. Are you looking for unique, fun, fashionable clothing at a fraction of the cost? Then you've got to check out Jasmine's Fun Fashions. Jasmine's Fun Fashions is a locally owned mother-daughter consignment boutique located in the beautiful town of Morganton, North Carolina. They have over 14 years of consignment, fashion apparel purchase, and retail experience and pride themselves in providing excellent customer service as well as establishing long-lasting friendships with consigners and customers. Reach out and shop with them online via their website, jazzybiz24.7 at gmail.com. However, if you're ever in the Morganton, North Carolina area, be sure to stop in the store, which is located at 304 Burke Mount Avenue in Morganton, North Carolina, 28655. You may also call the store to inquire about merchandise at 828 828- 544-5187. Their hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They serve their customers with the motto of Excellent Customer Service and Friendship.
0: Again, we have monetized our podcast with podcast advertisements. Our ads are both audio. And their visual. They are airing live. Each time the podcast airs, the advertisements air as well. So we want you to know if you are interested in purchasing advertisement on our Lotus Flower podcast, please reach out to us once again at emerginghope at gmail.com. You've got to know that when you purchase an ad, that your advertisement will be streaming live to over 10,000 people globally. Not only just here in the United States of America, your business will be getting known throughout the country and into other countries. People that may know nothing about your business will get to know who you are and reach out to you and begin to purchase your products. Yes, reach out to us. Don't miss out on that opportunity. We also want you to know that if you are interested in receiving additional information, or would like to reach out to us to submit a speaker's request, to purchase any of our ministry products, please contact Rev. Curtis L. Robinson Sr. or myself, Rev. Dr. Pamela Robinson at EmergingHope@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Please indicate in the subject line, whether it's for a ministry consultation, speaker's request, bulk orders, or general inquiries. And remember, it is the flower that blooms in adversity that is the greatest of them all. The lotus flower, the flower that blooms in adversity is the greatest of them all.